Welcome to episode 54 of the Breaking Balls podcast. You heard the wedding bells to lead us in. This is not our traditional episode, a little little bit different over here. First of all, our first ever in-person podcast ad. I can reach out and touch you and damn it, it feels good. This is nice, Bob. It's good to be on the same coast, the left coast, the best coast, the west coast, whatever the heck you want to call it. We're here and being in person recording an episode is always fun, but a really special one, Bob, because, you know, it's not every day that we have a guest on the podcast, and it's not every day that it's the person that I'm going to end up marrying this weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Breaking Balls podcast, Anna White, soon to be O'Shea. How's it going, Anna? Hello, everyone. Happy to be here tonight. Well, not going to be our traditional episode, like I said. We're not going to make Anna break down Talladega coming up this weekend. This is a bigger weekend than anything we cover here. Again, this is basically the Breaking Balls royal wedding, so uh, very excited for... Uh, I'm not going to call you Charles and Diana. Well, I guess this is a William and Kate kind of thing here. So very excited to see love in the air in the Catholic Church up here in, in California. And, uh, you know, Anna, I think that you're probably the closest one to any of us on this podcast. You've seen us since day one, so we figured we'd bring you on and kind of see who keeps my co-host grounded. See what kind of man he is day-to-day off camera. So we figured we'd get the story of how you guys are together and obviously the uh, the story of love here at Breaking Balls, I feel. Well, I feel honored. I'm hoping I spill some secrets and really embarrass you two, but uh, other than that... Listen, I think if anyone's going to get embarrassed at this table, it is not going to be me, and, and I don't think it's going to be you. I think it's going to be my <laughs> co-host. So. I, am, I am rarely at a loss for words. I rarely feel uncomfortable, awkward, whatever you want to call it, but this staring down the double-barrel shotgun that is my co-host and my fiancé and recording it and putting it on the internet does feel... Daunting to say the least, but I'm excited to see where this conversation goes. Well, I feel like I'm going to have to moderate this, otherwise it's going to be a little weird and I'm third-wheeling my own podcast, so I'm going to kind of try and keep this as on the rails as possible for you two lovebirds, because we do have a wedding on Saturday and I don't want to be here that long, so I guess let's just go ahead and start it. Adam, Anna, let's give our listeners a little bit of a backstory. How did you two meet? Well, um... I'll start, and then if you, obviously, Anna and I do this to where we have different selective memory. So I'm sure there will be something she disagrees with, and I'm sure she will voice her opinion on it. So luckily, Bob, I forgot to mention, we do have a mediator for what we have going on here, because we are going to be going through a lot of old memories. And when you need someone to go through these with you, you need someone who's been there the entire time. And look no further, ladies and gentlemen, we have Kennedy Habermill sitting here with us. Kennedy Davidson. But we're getting there. I just said, I met Kennedy Habermill, and now it's Miss Davidson. Congratulations, Jake. Your favorite life sentence is sitting right next to me. <laughs> well, we figured we'd have somebody impartial on here because, I mean, yes. you know, she right. knows the whole yeah. story here. I'll start with how we met because I'd have got a little sidetracked. It's okay. It's um, okay. I met Adam O'Shea. Standing outside of a home that we referred to as Hawaii House, which was currently inhabited, lived in mm, loosely, more or less. The, certainly not upkept is what she's getting at. It was not a... But not... well-loved. It was a well-loved household of Chapman football players. And um, at the time, Adam was one of said football players. And I myself happened to be a cheerleader. Um, and we would 
get together on Saturday nights, roughly 10, 30, 11 p.m. after you played a nice football game. We were all a little tired. I'm sure I had a panther paw tattoo on my face. I believe the term is win or lose, we booze. Something of that nature, but yes. I don't know. Continue. Yes. Um, it's like a college one tree hill. I was standing outside of this home that had a, a pool in the backyard, and I'd like to go back to the fact that it was 10, 30, 11, maybe even midnight at this time. And this um, nice man comes up to me and is, you know, just making some small talk. So asking. let me let me pop in here because this is where my perspective kind of needs to take over in the story. So I saw Anna from across the party. Like we said, we were outside in her backyard. There was a pool. I was probably in the back left of the backyard if we were facing the house. And she was kind of right by the slider where you come out to go to the pool. And... I just remember sitting there and kind of like, you know, when you're at a house party, you kind of like look around just to like check your surroundings, see what's going on. And I remember doing it and like as I hit 11 o'clock on my scan, I see this girl who has a full bottle of wine and a plastic straw. And it's not just like, oh, this is like, oh, I've got the two like, you know, oh, how did this happen to me? This was an intentional like... Plastic straw in the bottle of wine, girl just sipping this bottle of wine. And I don't know what it was, but there was something about the girl with the, the wine and the bottle, the bottle of wine and straw that I was like, you know what? Probably should figure out who she is. So this is, you can continue now. This is when I am approaching Anna. All right. In my defense, my teeth get really, really red when I drink wine. But wine is my drink of choice. So the straw, make sure your teeth don't get red. It's a great trick. I really recommend it. Maybe not the whole bottle. Drink safely. Um, anyways, we're outside by this pool. And Adam is asking me, you know, like, what do you do? Do you have a job? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm a lifeguard. I'm a swim instructor. I love pools. And he's like, but you just told me you're from Colorado. And Colorado, people from Colorado cannot be good at swimming because there are no oceans there. And it's, it's important to remember sure. that at this point I was also... Inebriated. In one, as the kids would yes. say. Yes. yes. And he somehow, at the time I didn't know, motions to one of his friends who will be a guest at this wedding to take um, my phone out of my back pocket because Adam has formulated a plan in his head and he continues to ask me about my job, um, lifeguarding and being a swim instructor, as he proceeds to lift me up and toss me into the pool in the backyard in a full, cute, adorable party outfit in the middle of the night. So that was the first night that you two met. Um, I have to ask Ad real quick, at what point did you think you were going to throw her into the pool? What, at what point did you think I have to you know, get her to the pool and why? Uh, I, I think Anna kind of hit the nail on the head. Um, Colorado is a landlocked state. And to be honest with you, it just, you know, the whole idea of her teaching swimming just made no sense to me. Clearly, he'd never heard of a pool. Well, I have one in my backyard. In the state of California, never heard of a pool. He threw you into familiar territory. He threw you right back into the pool. It was like nothing. Um, I have a question because obviously this is not the typical way you meet your husband or your wife there. I don't think that that usually ends with, you know, a wedding a few years later after you throw a woman in the pool you've just met. Anna, obviously we've got a lot to break down here, but why did you even... Consider this man after basically just throwing you into the pool. This is the question, like, of my life. Like, I, I have not a single idea. And normally we wouldn't ask this question to most couples, but they've had to answer this question for so long that this is just second nature to them. So, by all means, go um, ahead. So I didn't. 
at first, I came home to my roommates in the middle of the night, so angry, soaking wet. I was fostering dogs at the time. My roommate was watching the foster dog for me. I had to go back and get the foster dog for her. Why are you soaking wet? I don't know. It was a whole thing. At least my phone didn't go in the pool. Um, so the next week, Adam proceeds to Facebook message me. And, you know, like, hey, how's I was, it going? We were, on, I think I was probably at that point too inebriated to remember to ask for Anna's number. But we got we got there eventually. Luckily, Facebook. Did you, you know, have to look her up on Facebook? Yes. Okay. I, had, I had to search so He was not bit. friends with you no, when we he sent no the friends. message. No. No, 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 no. The pool no, boy no. has messaged me. <laughs> And that is how, and I was like, that guy that threw me in the pool wants to be my friend now. And um, he hit me in my sweet spot, and he starts talking hockey. And I'm like, oh, okay, this guy, because at the time I had never met a guy in Southern California that actually was a true fan of hockey. And so I was like, oh, he's trying to impress me. Like, he's, he's a fake hockey fan trying to impress me. Um, and he proceeded to message me for a couple of weeks, and I kind of like, blew him off a little bit um and then we did you accept the friend request i think so okay i like we yeah. messaged back and forth but okay. i would wait like a day no she was you were no, cool a day, hold you were on hold cool. on hold on a day is putting it lightly. okay okay yeah. i waited like a week yeah um, <laughs> i was gonna say it was a while yeah but then we um at another uh football soiree late at night ran into each other um and i don't know if it was at this time or maybe over messenger that we made a bet over, yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think it was over Messenger, but yeah, you're right. Over a Ducks and Sharks hockey game, and the bet basically either way, one of us had to pay for the other's food. It was like ice cream or canes. canes. Um, so like, if the Sharks lost, I had to buy him ice cream. If the Ducks lost, he had to buy me canes. And well, the Ducks right? lost. That's romantic, first of all. Canes. L listen, gentlemen. Well, the problem is, Canes. okay, go. gentlemen. If you were out there listening to the formula, we've just given it to you. All you have to do is find a random woman you find attractive at a house party, throw her to the pool, and then message her on Facebook a week later. It's really that simple. And here's the best part: go ahead and top that off. I mean, if she's really not into this, and you need to throw in something to sweeten the deal, canes, chicken fingers. I mean, listen, I'm a, I'm a canes fan. Fingers. Had it for lunch myself. It's right across from where we're actually recording right now, and I've been <laughs> debating jumping out the window to go get more sauce. So, you know, I'm with you on that one. No, but here's what I will say in my defense for those two dates: both of these dates had to be after football practice, and. Anybody who played for Bob Owens knows the post the post practice conversations make it a little bit long every now and again. So I was already like going to be late to this date as is. Like, and it was funny because my like everyone on like my teammates, everyone in my position group knew like this is the one time we need to get out of practice like on time. Like, don't do anything stupid, anything like that. So everybody was like on their best behavior all day. And still, we were sitting in that. I remember we were sitting in the huddle for like ten minutes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late for this date. Like. I don't, like, how am I already going to explain this? I'm very clearly on thin ice as is. Like, Say, one strike already, maybe two. I don't know. We'll count the pool as one, but anyway. Uh, the perfect gentleman, though, he walked all the way up to the front door. He rang the doorbell to let me know he was there. He opened the car door. He had country music playing in the car. He, you know, he was. He bought the canes. Obviously, I mean, that was the bet, so he kind of had to. But um, I, I will say, we sat in that canes for two and a half hours. And um, talked. Yeah. I I will say, I did a complete 180 on Adam in that Canes. Like I was not interested at all. And then coming out of that Canes, I was like, I could really see a future with this guy. Like okay, like wow. they, it was it like once you talk to him, you know he's like a pretty good guy. But the best part was that um, his teammates, who he already mentioned, knew. 
Um, I also knew, right? Small school. We all know each other. We know each other's cars as well. And this particular teammate had a very recognizable car. And a group of them proceeded to continually drive around the Canes drive through to check on our date. Now, Adam is like playing it cool and pretending like he's seeing it not happen, hoping I don't know who these people are. I do know who these people are. I do know what's happening. I am watching his friends I literally, watch I was, us on a date. I was so embarrassed, dude. It was one of those things where, like, they cute. jokingly, like, said, like, oh, hey, we're going to go get canes tonight. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, don't do that. And, like, sure enough, why, I look over to my right. And she's not, she's being coy about it. He had a Hummer. My oh, friend had a Hummer. The one car that, like, that in you're not California. missing a red Hummer. Not like, in Southern California. On, those are a dime a dozen. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things where it was, like... Uh, yeah, you just kind of had to ignore it, but... Okay, but mind you, we're roommates are now sitting at home on Find My Friends because after one hour at Kane's, we're like, something's yeah. going on here, and they're not She's moving. dead! Do we need to call the police? Is this man... <laughs> did he, like, throw her phone in the trash yeah. at Kane's? Like, like, did he what? throw her into the pool at Kane's? How could you spend this much time at a fast food restaurant? So, and Anna... It ended up being okay. I have to ask you this, in this, in this two-hour date... Was there anything at, at the moment that you just thought, oh, I've got to change? Or was it just the whole conversation I, that night? I have an answer for this before she does. And it was the fact that I'm not a huge fan of cane sauce. So I willingly handed her my cane sauce. And that was it. Wow. That is true love. I, no, now ask her her very serious answer. That's it. Please. I mean, yeah, the cane sauce was a good thing. I, <laughs> I would say the, the most impressive thing was that Adam had, like, a life plan that he could detail to me. Like, he sat there and detailed to me everything he wanted for his life. And I'm really proud because he's literally doing all of it. All of the things he told me he wanted he wanted to become a lawyer. He Like, he had all of these plans he wanted to do. And that's what he did. Manifested it. Did he say with or without you? Like the U2 song, basically? Yeah, I think he sat I mean... there and was like, marry me! <laughs> well, so, I mean, obviously that first date sounds like it went pretty well. Yeah. I would assume it's smooth sailing until the wedding day, right? Yeah, Boy, are you wrong. Sunshine, wrong. rainbows, wrong. nothing but it. Oh, I mean, man. Relationships no are right. hard. Yeah, no. especially given the part of our lives where we're in. I mean, I used to always kind of sit there and think back and like, okay, like, right person, wrong time isn't a thing. Like, if it's the right person, you'll certainly make it work in the timing. And like, that's just how it is. Like, and I think I was, I've never been more humbled in fi like holding something firm and then having to admit I was wrong than I was with Anna. Because it was the one time in my life where I had to, like, really look at myself and be like... Because I genuinely believed. I was like, look, if it was the right person, you would have found a way to make it work. And Anna was the one person who I ever looked at. And I was like, you messed this up. You need to do something. And, like, for those of you who don't know, we broke up not once. Not twice. Just kidding. It was twice. But at the table, the table changed right there. The, the energy at the table just changed I so quickly. If you if you can only see what I saw from my perspective of both the ladies looking at Adam Daggers. when he said third. Daggers. Oh my goodness, that was, was worth this alone. It was only twice. Well, Every now and again, you got to throw in a wrong number to make everybody worried. Make sure they're still listening. Well, but, you, you mentioned it. I mean, we might as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, you know, you break up once. Usually, that's it. What? Why are we here today, folks? What happened that the universe just can't rip you two apart? That's an Anna question. Oh. It's definitely not I an mean, Adam question. Okay, well, let's go back to what Adam was saying. Right person, wrong time, right? So you continue to try to make it work. You see the flaws. 
And I think in both of the times that Adam and I broke up, it was not ever just Adam's fault. Like he had valid reasons. Like we both did things wrong. Um, but mostly it's that we, we both, I, we probably couldn't articulate it at the time, but now we recognize we both individually had a lot of growth to do. And so in order to be the person we wanted to be for each other, we had to grow alone. It's not something that we could have ever possibly done together. And I think maybe one of the biggest keys is that even when we were apart, um, I will say initially after I really didn't like you. Like when yeah. we would first break up, I really didn't like you, but I cared for you so much that you were never out of my life. And so that was really cool to like see your growth but far away. And we did take times where we were totally separate from each other's life. But then the growth when you came back. Yeah. And when I came back. And it was always it was always weird because it's like even when I said like, oh, I don't want to be a part of your life, like I was still subconsciously figuring out how I could be in your life. It was very odd. It was one of those things where it was like I felt like I was self-sabotaging and I had no idea why. But I yeah, I genuinely believe it. It was just one of those things where you hit the nail on the head. I, I just neither of us were at the point when we first met each other that honestly if if we would have like dude if you go like back 40 years and like you meet you know like boom everything's quick and you get married right away like that would have been a mess for us and i'm just really glad that we got the chance to grow and to figure out okay what what about this works what about this doesn't and to actually care about somebody to take the time to do that i think i had never really been in a relationship where i had kind of valued what was going on enough to where like I I was willing to fight or work or that type of thing. And I think you were genuinely the first person that I looked at and said, this is something that is worth fighting for because I may have messed this up, but I can also fix it. So one of those things. And I will say one of the coolest parts, I, I know you can never put a positive, well, you can't, I will put a positive spin on our breakups. I can honestly say that I made all of my like professional life decisions for myself. Yeah. I chose to stay in California for myself. I chose my graduate school, my graduate degree, my graduate profession for myself without, and you did the same thing. Yeah. You chose your career path, you chose your graduate school, you chose all of those things for yourself. And it was really cool that in making choices for ourselves, we ended up with yeah, each yeah. other. I agree. Well, you make choices. I mean, obviously, you break up the first time. What got you back together the first time here? The first time? We're going to have to hear both, but I want to hear just the original breakup and how you got... Or I, not I'm, the breakup, but the how you got back I'm together. I'm bad because the timeline all blurs to me at this point, so you're going to have to answer this one first. Anna, he did the say you broke up three first, times. Yeah, I'll ask okay, you. Okay, okay, okay. The first time we broke up was our senior year of college, and it was kind of right before the like winter break phase, and we were making those said life choices. I was having to choose if I wanted to stay in California after I finished college. I was having to choose my grad school, and I think Adam was really afraid that I would make life choices around him, and he didn't know where he was at at the time, True. which was fair. Yep. If you didn't know where you were at and you didn't want me to make life choices around you, let me go. Yeah. Fair. I don't remember why we got back together, to be honest. I, the first time, I don't. I was it just, was right after when we like went our separate anyone, ways. I don't yeah. think anyone does. We went our separate ways for like Christmas and stuff, and it was like pretty quick. Like, I think we missed each other. Like, I went home to Colorado for like three or four weeks. Yeah. And I think I came back, and we were like, oh, like we we messed up. We missed each other. Like, we, the time Once apart was Once you got back good. in the same area, it was just like, well, you know. 
we miss each other. Mm-hmm. We're very compatible. Well, and like, that's the mm-hmm. thing. I think sub, I, subconsciously I thought, like, okay, like, right before winter break, like, she'll go home, like, out of sight, out of mind, that type of thing. Like, I'll move on. And then, of course, none of that happened. So I was like, okay, what do I do now? Like, I think I screwed something up. And then, obviously, not bad enough to not do it again, but here we are. Well, I mean, clearly, you if you've been listening this long, you can tell they like each other <laughs> just from the way they've sp- spoken about their past. I mean, they break up once. Fine, we get back together. The universe is happy. Most relationships don't survive one breakup, folks. So we enter a second breakup in here, and well, that's you know that's it, right? Well, now that's the, the one I don't remember. What I remember what us getting back together, but I don't remember us breaking up. Um, it was to not put too much detail into it. We had a f- we were fighting, and we had a fight. Um, we were at a friend's house party. That was the first time. That was the first time. Because it was football season. Hammock. Mm-hmm. No, that's different. It was literally the same scenario, just not in the hammock. The hammock story's coming for all of you who are wondering. Oh, okay. Well, I don't remember. Continue. All right. It's um, similar breakups, it sounds like. Yeah, I think it was... Honestly, because that's the thing. We broke up for, like, stupid college reasons. Like, very much, like... Also, not to throw you under the bus, but Adam was a little bit of a hothead at the time. And so, like... No. We... And not, like... Our, our fights were very normal yeah. fights, but, like, Adam would be like, oh, we had a fight, we're done. Like... <laughs> yeah. I, like, wasn't emotional. I was, like... He couldn't <clears throat> work through a fight. No, like, I just didn't know how to, like... I went from zero to 100, <clears throat> like, no matter what. Yeah. And, like, if for a little fight, big fight, like, anything, and I just... I knew how to be mad. I just didn't know how to be proportionally mad. And, and, you, that, and yeah. you didn't know that you could take time to sit with your emotions and then work through it at a later date, you kind of thought those emotions were permanent. Yeah. And, like, that's how you would feel towards me forever. True. Are you telling me that Adam's rash anger and um, decisions have gotten better partially because of you, Miss White? I will take some of the credit, yeah. I think wow. you can give some of it to Tucker, too. Yes. Shout yes. out to Tucker. We love Mr. Honestly. Tucker, the dog, if you've... Uh, if you've our dog followed. that we adopted together, just for the record, no, for the first time we mentioned him, no. Adam was there when okay. we adopted Hold the dog. on, let's talk about this. This no. is their child. Hold folks. on, we got to backtrack because you have to you have to get to the Dairy Queen story of the second time we broke yeah, up. Yeah, so I think the second time we broke up, um, we were... I don't know, I just realized... I kind of obviously, like I did every single time, I realized I had messed things up, and I was like, okay, well, how do I go about, like... Try, like trying this again so I text Anna and I was just like hey I'm in the neighborhood she lived like there was no neighborhood there was no there neighborhood there was no neighborhood there was simply no you, neighborhood you to be in, in. No I lane. love that like, so unless much unless you were flying out of the airport yeah. You were not in my neighborhood. No. Kennedy lived in the same building. You were not in. You were not in the neighborhood. <laughs> no. The best part though is Adam probably thought he was so clever uh-huh. sending oh, that text entirely. like, "Oh, she's gonna, she's gonna entirely. just take this hook, line, like, and sinker." What? What neighborhood? <laughs> okay. So at that point, I knew that that text wasn't gonna do me very well. So what I did do was I went to uh, my old bag of tricks, and. Uh, I, I picked the one thing that I knew she wouldn't say no to, and that was a Dairy Queen blizzard. And I said, Anna, would you like to go to Dairy Queen? And I am convinced to this day she did not get in that car to talk to me. She got into that car because she wanted a peanut butter blizzard and did not want to drive herself to Huntington Beach. Anna? This is true. Um, I, I'll probably give you that. I also was probably really intrigued as to why you were in my neighborhood. I was probably like... And you There's said it no didn't way work. this guy is in my neighborhood. A little mystery from a man does <laughs> actually like, work. It yeah. turns Were you out. visiting someone in my apartment building? Like, 
Like, were you at Kennedy's? Like, what what were you doing in my neighborhood? Just hanging out with Kennedy. <laughs> Just hanging out. Kennedy actually planned this whole thing, how to get them back together <laughs> yeah. subliminally. And she's about to announce yeah. it on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. whole time. Is she is the her. mastermind. Play yeah. Taylor Swift's mastermind yeah. where is, now. Where is Taylor? So, um, obviously, you break up and then the Dairy Queen happens. Talk me through what happens at this level. Is it was it Grill and Chill first of all, or was it? it was, I think we drove through. It, we, it was a drive wow. through. So you didn't even sit in the restaurant. Nope. You did this in the car. Okay. We went to the car and then we went and parked the right there in Huntington Beach. It's on PCH and there you could just you park could at the, the beach, beach thing. Yeah. So we just parked at the beach and just hung out for a little while and just talked. I don't remember what we talked about, but I do remember it being a productive conversation. I would assume. Adam and I always have productive conversations in cars. Yeah. Cars are a good space for us to, Weird, but to healthfully communicate. Yeah. Health. Which, you know, my mom told me this a long time ago. So shout out to Suze. I'll take this as true. She said she has a theory, which could be true or not true, um, that men have an easier time having emotional conversations in the car because they can't look at you and there's no expectation for them to look at you. And so they're more comfortable talking about their emotions when they don't need to look you in the eye. Am I getting right. Dr. Phil right. on my own podcast? All right. Listen, I don't know if it's true Stop or not, Dr. Filling but, it, but it has worked. I'm going to draw I'm going to draw the line right now. This is partially my podcast too and I feel very attacked as a man. So, yeah. uh, I don't know where I'm at there. And maybe it's all people. Maybe it's I think I just don't like difficult conversations maybe personally, it's, but maybe it's any I'm just saying that so that theory may or may not be true that humans could have better conversations in the car not looking at each other. Adam's theory is that when your conversation gets difficult in the car, you can't exactly, like, leave. Like, yeah. you, you've got... What are you going to do? Get out of the car? Yeah, there's nowhere to run. I think with both of their breakups, too, they were both very out of the blue, and we were all, like, upset with Adam for doing it, but... We all, like, there was never, like, an F.U. to Adam, ever. Or, like, screw him. So, Kennedy, from an outside perspective, that... nobody saw these breakups coming. No. This, like, it was a no, shock. There it was wasn't, like, signs leading up to it. And okay. we were like, oh, screw him, like, because she was upset. But then it was also, like, you know, we are like, oh, when are we going to see Adam again? Yeah, he was never a bad guy. He was, like, he, he never was never, did. He was never the ex that he everyone never burned, like, you couldn't bring up. Maybe yeah. to where when they got back together, it was excitement, not like, oh, are we He's really back. doing this again? And it was always like, oh, it just like, like oh, you guys back together now. <laughs> it's like when you don't see your friend for, you know, six months, and then you come back and it's like, oh, it, we, it's like we saw each other yesterday. Like most of the it's time the when your friends thing. bring back an ex, yeah. it's not a positive reaction, obviously. And this, for and some reason. Buddy and that was, was the, great. yeah, <laughs> and that was the weird thing is that it was like. We could do performances. Yeah, and the thing for me oh, was it was that. like so much of my experience at Chapman was wrapped up in like Our hanging house. around yeah. Anna's house because it was like I, I commuted, so I lived at home. I lived like ten minutes away, so I spent probably more time my senior year in their house than I did at my own house, and like I was just there all the time, like and. It was, like, to the point to where it was, like, it was really good for me because I didn't have to do anything alone ever. Like, I could always, like, we went to Joe's and got Italian ice. Like, we had so many things. Like, there was never a dull moment when I was in their house. And it was, like, it was so sad because, like, we would break up and it was, like, it was the same thing. It was, like, oh, man, I kind of, like, I miss Kennedy. Like, I miss Kendall. Like, yeah, I was, like, what do I have to do? I was, like, this place sucks. Like, nobody, like, there's no toilet paper here. Like, what do I do? There was constantly like reenactments of musicals or like music on full volume, but like someone was always making 
we're not always making. We didn't cook a lot, but no. there was always no. food, food available, pizza. food, pizza, entertainment. delivery. There was always entertainment. Are you, are you and telling food. me my co-host was a part of these musical numbers? Oh yes. Oh, oh yeah, Ooh, big oh, time. Yes. We might have to have a second podcast after oh, this just to break that down. Staircase banister, you could slide down it. It was what was, what was Adam's most memorable performance? If there's anything that jumps Mr. out, Mr. Brightside. Oh, anytime mm. he's ever saying Mr. Brightside. Thank yeah. you. We used to do a lot of Phineas and Ferb soundtrack too. Wow. The Phineas and Ferb okay. songs for whatever yeah. reason, I'm not sure why, but like Kennedy's the only other person <laughs> out there who not like not we're not talking just the theme song. Say, it's like no Phineas and Ferb like deep cuts. Like Wait, from the episode. If you're out there and you can sing these with them, please leave a comment on your favorite Phineas and Ferb yeah. deep, deep track. Deep cut. Yeah. I, would, deep I would love to know so I can look them up later. <laughs> I would, please, if you've got it. You so. know, there are very few people who thoroughly understand that there's only 104 days of summer vacation <laughs> before school comes along just to end it, Bob. <laughs> Duh, you you want to get copyrighted? Yeah, yeah, you gotta worry. Stop it. We've we've done so well on this podcast and not hit any YouTube strikes. We don't want it the wedding episode you know, to be. Can I just say here. this really quickly before we move on from the subject of copyright? I would like to shout out Dolly Parton for allowing us to freely use nine to five on every single episode. We I mean fifty-four Our episodes queen. now. Fifty-four Our episodes. Our she queen. hasn't said a word. No, the, no, the best part is is that it literally says, you are violating copyright by using this, but the artist allows their music to be used on YouTube. So Dolly Parton, our queen. I mean, Dolly. Just. Queen of Tennessee. God bless her. God bless her. Oh, a well, woman for the people. That is, that is true. If we could do a podcast at Dollywood, that would be fantastic. But One that, day. That's, that's when we hit the big breaks, the big budget here. Um, obviously... Let's get back into the, the the story here. We got a lot of topic, obviously. Where are we? Are we after? We're just finishing up Dairy Queen here. Uh-huh. So we are back on track. We are the the second breakup. We we've, we've survived it mm-hmm. against all odds here, folks. <laughs> and now we are. I guess are we on the home stretch? We we are close to the point where I knew for certain I was going to marry Adam. We're pretty close. We're getting there. We're okay. pretty close. Okay, so talk me through. You know, we're back together. Friends, family, everyone's pretty excited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, define excited. Um. I think my family loves Anna, has always loved Anna, and that was easy. I think my family realized that what I was going through and maybe kind of understanding that I wasn't in a, you know, in the best spot and kind of understood that going back and forth, it is what it is. Um, I think after the first time, it was all right. After the second time, I think Susie and Curtis both wanted me dead. And that's fair. No, I, I, uh, let me give you this. I don't think my parents ever had ill will towards you. I have a history of really awful relationships that were not necessarily healthy. Um, And I had a tendency to like break up with that person when I realized it was not healthy, but then get back together with them and it still not be healthy. So I think my parents were protective. They saw my pattern of bad behavior and they were worried about me hurting myself in a similar way that they had seen. So it, it was probably a little trauma for them, honestly. But, right, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, it's not like, you know, I get I think that was the big thing for me was like, I always got it. Like, for the record, if I had a daughter and a man broke up with her twice <laughs> and then showed up at my door a third time, <laughs> I'd beat his ass. So. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying is that it's like, I, I, I believe me, I understood what I was doing, <laughs> but I think it was one of those things to where it was like, I... I knew that it was going to be a hurdle that I was going to have to get over if we were actually going to do this. And I think, honestly, that was one of the bigger conversations we had the second time we got back together was like, okay, how do we properly... 
do this? Like, how do we, you know, talk to our family and make sure that they understand, like, we're not just jumping into this because we're comfortable or anything like that. We both genuinely believe that we can make a better shot at this this time. And I think that's the hardest part of it is it's like, because all the people around you that want to protect you are like, oh, are you sure? Are you this? Are you that? But like, I think once she and I made up our minds that like, okay, we're not going anywhere. Like, let's just make this work. I think as soon as people saw how well we were finally working together, everyone got on board. Gotcha. Okay. We also made the intentional decision that second time we got yeah. back together, we didn't tell anyone for a while. And then it was sort of like just my roommates or like just people who would like see us because, but we did not involve our families. And I set the hard boundary of like, we're absolutely not involving either of our families unless we are a hundred percent certain we're in this for the long haul. Like, if we're not in this, then we're not, like, doing yeah. this whole... Like, we're not... We're not doing this again. Especially because your family was local, and I would get very close to them. And then it would be hard for me because I felt like I would have a local family, and then I would no longer have that when we broke up. And so that was... That was hard. Yeah. 100%. Well, you know, when you are back together in the second time, what was the first time Adam saw your family then? What was, what was that like? So I had uh, studied abroad. It was in grad school, and I had studied abroad in Just London. Just one or a few, huh? In London, what? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. Oh my god. Um, I had studied abroad in London and Paris for the summer, and so I had left um, our dog Tucker, who at the time was residing with me, um, in Cal in Colorado with my parents for the summer because Adam and I were not um, technically together so there was no way for him to take care of Tucker while I was gone. Well, while I was um, in London, I fell down the stairs of a double-decker bus because it double-stopped because they didn't see me coming down the stairs. Coordination queen. And I broke my foot <laughs> and I've never been so thankful for the free healthcare. Um, thank you, London. I never change. Um, They're not listening, I promise. Yeah, I know they are, but I'm, I'm thankful, and I want them to know that. And so, long story short, I needed to get my dog back from Colorado to California, and it was known that I was not going to be able to fly with a broken foot and fly my dog back. So the plan that was devised was that my dad and brother were going to drive from Colorado to Vegas, and I was supposed to ask a friend to drive me from California to Vegas. Um... And I had to explain to my parents that that friend would be uh, my sweet, sweet boyfriend at the time, Adam, who they did not know I had been dating for a couple of months at that point. And let me just say this really quickly because, you know, we drove, you know, we drive to Vegas and everything's fine. And, you know, there has been moments in my life where I have felt fear. There was no greater fear then walking into, I don't even remember if it was an Embassy Suites, a Best Western, whatever it was, off the strip of Las Vegas into a room with, with Curtis and Aiden. And I just remember opening the door and like walking in and just both of them just like staring at me. Because at that point, they didn't know whether to just be like thankful like that it happened or just like, what the hell are you doing here? It was like the weirdest combination of emotions I've ever walked into in a room. Adam didn't do himself any favors. He was playing as he walked in the music of Eminem. Guess who's back? <laughs> back again! And, uh, you know, probably didn't do himself any favors there. So I'm sure that was a very firm handshake when you, you passed 
you know, tucker off to Adam. There. You know, it was one of those things to where it was like, it was a wave hello and a handshake goodbye because I wasn't going to walk too deep into that room not knowing what was going on. I was I was terrified. Get the hell out of there. Yeah. Yep, get out of Dodge uh, any way you can. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, I'm glad that your dad didn't kill Adam. <laughs> I'm sure that phone call was great, though. Hey, me and Adam are on the way to pick up the dog. We're coming! Well, here's the best part is, is I think Anna could tell the story well, but um, I think... We realized we were never going to break up on the ride home from that Las Vegas trip. <laughs> if you want to tell that story. So at the time, I had a small car, and I loved that small car, and it never, it never did me wrong until this day. And to set the scene, it is July in Las Vegas. We had driven there in the morning. We were driving back at night, so it's roughly 3 p.m., in July in Vegas, so like 105 to 108 degrees, and about halfway back, uh, my car air conditioning breaks. And we proceed to make the next two hours home sweating, like dripping in sweat. Like, like I I've, like thought the car was gonna overheat so hot. We stopped speaking to each other in an effort to conserve heat of our like, breath we coming out of the car. We weren't mad at each other. Our breath was just too warm, like when we were talking. It was just not, you couldn't have any Simply more hot not. air in the car. And then poor Tucker, because Tucker, this was still like, he didn't like being in the car at this point. So he is panting this entire five hour drive. Sitting on my lap. <sighs> I'm like, oh my God. It was one of the worst sound, like to the point to where I was like, I need to just shut my ears off. Like, I can't listen to Anna. I can't listen to Tucker. I pray no one honks at me. Like, I can't listen anymore. And we somehow, some way, like, and the best part is we make it back and, like, we go and I think you had an appointment or something or some, like, one of us had to be somewhere. And, like, we literally didn't even say anything to one another. She just, like, dropped me off because I was house-sitting for a friend. Dropped me off at the house. Like, we said, like, bye, have a good one. And, like, went our separate ways after that. We were, like, so tired. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah. You just needed a little little time there. Well, it was rough. I'm glad that that car ride didn't end up with the third breakup there. It was literally either we're here today or what if yeah. that, that heat got us Yeah, that dude. If that, if, that heat, if that heat didn't get us, I mean, I, I feel confident nothing will at this point. Who knows? I mean, so, at that point, from now, I mean, it's been... We're, we're 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 locked together. We're arm in arm here. I mean, to yeah. be honest, you both, from an outside perspective, I've known Adam for probably I don't know what six years, seven years now. Yep. Um, basically, since yeah, since we started dating. Yeah, actually, yeah. No, I really? met you. I met you guys around wow. the same time for sure. We've never put that two together. Wow, that's why. <laughs> really, you, you came into good people around Work the same time. I was gonna say Adam, Adam needed two people in his life, like like air, and here like we are. Bad. Well, so obviously that happens. It's smooth sailing pretty much now. I mean, wedding weekend. What's the future look like for the O'Shea's? I love saying that, folks. The O'Shea's. Yeah, um, Mrs. O'Shea. Mrs. O'Shea over there. Look at that. No, I. Uh, I'm excited. I think you know now. It's just a matter of like. I think Anna and I are both like planners, and we like to kind of think about okay, like what does this look like? How does it go? And I think you know, right now I think. It's just a matter of we're on the same page and, you know, we just continue to, you know, like make our own traditions and become our own family and stuff like that. And as we, you know, as we do that, I'm just excited to kind of like figure it all out, really. I mean, I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am just to see how this event, like the wedding is going to go, period. Like, but like, I love it because Anna and I have such different friends that I, I just think this event is going to be a blast. I, I think we're going to have a ton of fun. 
I'm just excited to see how it turns out, honestly. I feel like I have an entire Pinterest vision board in my head for what I would like to exist this weekend. And I know it's not gonna be perfect and I know it's not gonna happen that way, so I just wanna see how it turns out. Like I have like my ideal that I've made up in my head and I have like some version of what I think reality is gonna be like and I can't sort through what's gonna be in the middle but I, I, see, I see no bad options. We got a lot of good people, a lot of good food, a great, I mean, nothing's better than Southern. And the best weather, it's supposed to be high 70s, low 80s, not a cloud in the sky. We're on this like meteor shower streak where you're supposed to be able to see 18 meteors an hour for our entire wedding night. Like did the universes, I did, 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 I did. Did you read on this? Um, nice. No, actually, um, some people have sent it to me because that seems like the universe is cheering you on, right? <laughs> no, I agree. Like it's rained in Southern California for months on end and all of a sudden it's like 80, not a cloud in the sky. And I'm like, okay. Interesting. Well, I mean, you kind of teased it already with the wedding and you kind of got into it a little bit this weekend. Yeah, talk to me about what this weekend is going to look like. Is this going to, you know, two friend groups colliding here? Very different. I mean... I, I, are we gonna are we gonna be able to drink? Is this an open bar? It is open an bar. open bar. Oh, yes. Okay. Wouldn't get married if you can't have an open bar. It's just simply it's not. Fair. They are Catholic folks. <laughs> yep. If, if we're gonna make you sit through an hour long mass, you probably need a drink at the end of it. So, yeah. Um, I think open bar at the reception. I mean, oh gosh. Uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, like I said, I think the cool part about Anna and I is that we met each other at a point in our lives to where we have friends that are. Mine, friends that are hers, and friends that are both of ours. And I think we never really have done a very good job of, like, having an event of getting all of them together. And I am just very excited to see what this wedding looks like because it is one of the first times we have ever kind of taken everyone and thrown them in a room. And I think it's going to be a blast. I, you know, a lot of fun personalities and, you know, like I said, open bar. Can't <laughs> Not too much to complain about there. So I think it's going to be a great time. I think everybody's going to have a blast with it. I will say, like... Nothing has proven to me that the whole six degrees of separation thing is more true than creating a wedding seating chart and being like, well, this person would know this person's sister's cousin or like this person and that person and realizing that like all of these people we knew, like I have people from Colorado that by random things know people I went to in college, but like I don't know them together, but I know them separately and they know each other. And Adam has the same thing yeah. where he has like, family, friends, another friend, like all of these people. So I think it's going to be actually really interesting for us because more of the people know each other than I think they even realize. Um, so I'm hoping it'll be comfortable. Uh, my entire goal for this wedding is to make it a comfortable experience. I planned the whole thing thinking about our get, like obviously Adam and I had our non-negotiables. We had our things that mattered the most to us. Those were at the center of it. And then everything else I, I'm going to say I because Adam gave the final <laughs> approval on everything, but I was the idea maker. Yeah, so agreed. I plan this with the intention of what is this going to be like as a guest? Are my guests going to have fun? So like my entire choice of one location is I didn't, I didn't want, I wanted it. I wanted to be in control of, I mean, I know you can't actually control people, but I wanted to have as much control as possible of how their entire event night would flow and like what experiences they would hopefully have. And I think it was important to us to just, like you said, with the one location thing, I hate having to like go from a church and then like driving like all the way across town or like 30, 40 minutes, that type of deal. And like, 
Luckily, we've, we're super lucky because the you know the cathedral where we're having our wedding is it's got a huge campus and it like with the reception space there. I mean, I think when we initially started looking at places and like you know Christ Cathedral was an option and we saw like the event center, I was like that would be so cool to just have it like one place you arrive and then you don't have to worry about your car until ten o'clock and like that's awesome. Like I just. I think it's going to make all the difference, and I hope people enjoy the fact that, like, you don't have to worry about driving or, oh, did I get lost? Did I get the wrong address? Like, I will be walking down the road to the hotel at some point. Uh, <laughs> that will be a lovely walk, I'm sure. Um, Annie, you mentioned, you know, there was a couple non-negotiables. I have to just ask this for both of you. What was the one biggest non-negotiable for each of you in this wedding? Because this, I, I know you tried to make it in it where you want the guests to be happy. This first. is your weekend. I'll too. go first, mm-hmm. because my non-negotiable... And it is hilarious because it wasn't anything about it particularly, but I wanted a wedding cake. Originally, um, Anna and I kind of got in a little bit of a fight because Anna was like, I don't, why are we going to get a wedding cake? And I was like, what do you Really? Want? Didn't want a wedding cake? That's I, traditional. It's not that I didn't want a wedding cake. It's that I thought we could do a small kind of simple one and then serve sheet cakes. I didn't necessarily think we needed, I thought maybe we could save ourselves a little bit of money, have something more simple. I... I thought that I would be the only one who cared about the actual cake, and since I didn't care much, I never considered that Adam would feel passionately about so what, what, I'm, it. I'm, I'm going to be this? honest. So for whatever reason, I grew up, um, my grandma baked. So she worked in bakeries um, and could make like incredibly elaborate wedding cakes. So I grew up seeing some of the stuff that she would make. And it was like this five, six tier like monstrosity that you're looking at, and you're like, oh my god! You're goodness. almost scared to cut it. Well, yeah, you're, exactly. It's like it's a, it's like a work of art at that point. And like I like I I knew I didn't want like a huge like mountain of a cake, but like I did want like a two or three tier. How like, many layers is the cake? How many layers? We know three. Three. Okay. That's, yeah, that's three, three tiers. Yeah, it's a respectable cake. Not gaudy at all. Yeah, I know. You know, it's a good starter oh, yeah. cake. You know, it's got a few miles on it. You know, it's I good love though. I love that Adam's prereq for this was cake. Mm-hmm. Anna. <laughs> mine, mine. Um, well, I kind of had two, but they go together. We'll give you two. I wanted to get married in a church, which is really funny that that was my non-negotiable because I did not grow up with religion, but like my whole life, like getting married in a church has been my dream. That's the way I've always seen it. Um, and then my second non-negotiable was the one location. And so, honestly, it is a miracle that this cathedral exists because it's well, almost impossible to have a reception at most churches. Like, that's just, it's not, most places don't have the capacity for it. They don't have the ability to do it. They're not willing. Like, it's just not an option. Um, so, I feel very lucky that I get to do both of those things because I think that's something a lot of people would want but just don't have the option to do. Yeah. Interesting. I love that. Like your your prereqs got literally crossed off both though. Like it was easy oh, for yeah. you there. Well, I, she yeah. saw the the cathedral's like in. The thing, the thing about Anna is that, and I think Kennedy can attest to this. If she has an idea and like she wants it, there's no pulling her off of it. So it's like it's one of these things to where she it's is like a Gemini. Yeah. So she very much like it's got to be her. Like it is her idea. It's her way. And like or the highway. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just gonna throw out there that. Um, Kennedy's husband and I have the exact same birth date. So she has a lot of experience with us, yeah. Gemini. So you really know what you're dealing with. Uh-huh, yeah. Both both sides of the coin here. Both yeah. Okay. Yes. I got the male version and the female version. <laughs> oh, Lordy. They're right there. Right there. <laughs> well, obviously, big weekend ahead. Um, before we kind of wrap this up here, is there any other thoughts? I mean, is there anything that we're just, you know, 
well, really, yeah. really looking forward to seeing We're it. We're like, missing I mean, the perspective from you guys. I don't know anything about what it would be like to be in the bridal party or a guest. Oh, like, both that's, of you are in fair. the bridal party. I'm a but okay, so how about, hold on. Is how about, how about, yeah. let, me, let me stop really quickly. And yeah. let me, I've, got a, I've got a way to ask this. Okay. And we'll kind of flip the script on you guys. Please. Kennedy, Bob. Um, Bob, if you could, please tell one notable story from the bachelor party that you think people deserve to hear. From the bachelor party? Oh, oh man. Yes. You're throwing me in the bus here. Um, it's not even the Bachelor group. I'm honestly just going to make it about me and Adam because it's our podcast here and our, our relationship here that Anna is marrying into. Really, at this point. I feel honored. Yes. I do. I feel honored. I'm going to introduce myself at the wedding as the co-host. Just so you <laughs> know. Introduce yourself as Adam's other wife. Mm-hmm. Work wise, and just oh, see yeah, what people yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yo, yo. I like the phrase. We're serving okay, Bud Light. We're not drinking, we're drinking other, Bud Light. Adam's other partner. Fair, fair. Well, obviously, Adam and I were very, we're very good at um, the late night food scene, um, and Adam's my ride or die when it comes to the shenanigans like that. So, you know, Friday night we're in Scottsdale, we're very drunk, um, and Adam wanted to go to Whataburger and you know get the demons out, get a nice little grease cleanse, and I, I bailed on you there. Yeah. So then the next night we go to the Mecca. Mecca. And this, and this is me and Adam's holy land. We planned to go to Waffle House after the bars in Arizona. And instead, he let me down. He didn't go to Waffle House, and I had to sit there at 3 in the morning with his brother, your brother, Anna. <laughs> and no Adam, for the record here. Bob and the brothers. Well, the best part is, is of all the people who did not miss a late night meal on that trip, Aiden White was at both Whataburger and two Waffle for House. Two. Two for Credit two. for that. That's a Iconic. team player. Iconic. I think Austin was there for both, too. Oh, no, Austin, too. Yeah, Austin yeah, was there Austin both. Yeah. Dude, both brothers. Look at that. Yeah, so... Attached to the hip. Again, yeah. if we've mentioned this on the podcast before, me and Adam's, you know, holy land is Waffles. We like to go there together when we're around, and we both let each other down that weekend. Yeah. So That's that really good. was one of the funniest jump-outs that I can tell on the podcast. There's a lot that I really could say, but I feel like <laughs> I feel like for the sake of um, a couple of our friends that start with D and I, um, we're not going to you know, get into that at all. So, <laughs> so um, if you want the juicy details on the bachelor party, you're going to have to DM Bob on Instagram. Or yeah. Patreon, yeah. Either way. You can buy the Patreon. But yeah, slide in my DMs. I'll give you the story. You know what, Kennedy? If you don't want to tell a bachelorette story, you can just tell a fun Anna White story. So whatever you want oh to do. Oh, my I know there's you, I know there's a myriad. Free reign. You've been around. You've been yeah, free I should have been prepared. There's a slip and slide. There's uh, there's all sorts of stories here. I mean. I mean the craziest ones. I feel like everybody's stories that are crazier happen freshman and sophomore year of college because you have low responsibilities. Just <laughs> like no one had a job. No one really like thought about school too hard because you're like, oh, I still got a few years. Yeah, I think the. Best one is the slip and slide. <laughs> the fact you know. that everybody, it was a child slip and slide, but everybody thought it was this like huge deal. It wasn't even blown up. It was just basically a wet slide. Yeah, so, so, so you just lay down on the at, ground? Yeah. Oh, okay. a, a, a day party right. in college. And it's warm in Southern mm-hmm. California. And somebody we brings a slip and slide. We ended up moving into this will. house. The next year, which is kind of funny, yeah. but we're on. It's in the front yard too. So there's old lady lives next door. She loved it. <laughs> she was so nice. She, she was so so nice. so nice, and she. It was just. It was a great time, and everybody's doing the slip and slide. They're loving it. Anna's doesn't remember a lot of it, and she's ready to go. She's ready to go, <laughs> and she dive slash jumps 
like maybe four steps too early. Yes. So instead of going to the slip and slide, she just eats it straight into the grass. And my hands went under. She went under the slip and to slide. To the point where so many people were videotaping thinking it was going to be this cool slip and slide. Mind you, it's maybe 12 feet long. It's like There's not, nothing special about it. But there's and all you hear. So many videos. All you hear is. If you have that video, oh please send it to the podcast. Breakingballs at gmail.com. Oh no, because believe me, we we're going to. She broke something. All of a sudden she looks down. She's like, my belly button ring is out. We thought she like ripped her belly button open. We're like, oh my gosh. What's I think that was the craziest one. Um, the next one, oh, I don't know. I feel like there's too many that we might not share. There's just so many that you Okay, almost, so if oh you boy. want the good Anna stories, you're going to have to DM Kennedy yeah, yeah. on Instagram. I guess at the bachelorette party, the funniest thing that did happen is we were on one of those booze bikes. <laughs> and It's like were, a... Uh, the pedal bikes. Like uh, Bob's from Nashville. Were, He's familiar. They were they were the pedal very, tavern. I'm, a, I'm aware. They were very, like, they were almost like cycling bike seats. Like, they were tiny. Like, yeah, they like, needed to have a little bit more, like, side. Your booty was barely fit. It. It, it was like was a like, bar stool. You had, like, and a there was no dress back. on. It was, it was like, you had to be, like, Ooh. it was a great workout because you couldn't, like, sit comfortably or else you would yeah. slide right off. There's a couple of guys that I would think would so, probably take that seat. I'm going to call her out by name because she'll love it. But Marissa is vibing her song she was comes on dancing her song so comes hard on. captain kirk that was our driver captain kirk was just blasting the tunes her song comes on she stands up and she goes to sit down mind you these were slippery seats and we're going through a stoplight and she falls and the first thing she does when she falls is she's like because we were told you touch your foot on the ground with an alcohol drink in your hand Scottsdale cops are going to come after you. So she goes, my feet were about to touch the ground. She goes, feet up. So she's sitting there with her feet up on a pole. And one arm on each side of the neighboring bikes to hold herself up so she doesn't go under. I'm screaming like, stop it, stop. And Captain Kirk is going. We had a safe word. Like he prepped us. Captain Kirk's like, we're going to keep going. He he prepped us the drill of like, if somebody falls off, this is what you do. So there was like a word. It was like Uh pineapple or something. And she is just vibing and all of a sudden you just see her fall and her eyes are just like here <laughs> over the thing. She's like, don't worry guys, I'm good, I'm good. She was, and we're she like, what is this stop? She's like, just keep going. The best, best thing of the night because we get back Super. and then we order $300 of Taco Bell. At least that's what it seemed like. Yeah. And <laughs> all of a sudden she changes into comfy clothes and she goes, oh my God. The amount of bruises she had on her body. She was like in fight or flight mode that it didn't hurt her. And yeah. then she starts changing. She's yeah. like, wait, what are these? And like when you fell. I had a, that was the most no. iconic thing that happened at that batch. I had a bruise on my amazing. leg because she kicked me when uh-huh. she fell and it bruised my yeah. leg. Well, also, when you're drinking, you bruise easier. So like it, it adds up. Yeah. But Whatever you got to tell yourself. I mean, it, was, yeah. it was the most graceful, but to me it was the most frightening thing I've ever observed. Because I was like, she could really hurt herself. She's just sitting there like, don't worry guys, I'm good. Keep All going. vibes. And we're like, All no, vibes. you got to get back up. And you got to best... finish your drink. You can't do that if you're going to touch drink. the ground. <laughs> that is, that's Marissa's, that's Marissa's can't do like attitude in uh-huh. a nutshell. Team player. Another like, team I'm player. I'm not going to make everybody stop for me. I was like, what are you talking about? Get up. Yeah, you're oh gonna die. Team, I think that player. was the most iconic thing that happened. I'll say this though, Bob. I she mean, did get MVP of the weekend. Yeah, the she only did. thing that we had was, I mean, towards the end there, <laughs> when everybody was getting ready to leave, we had secondhand serenade. Yeah, and a lot of it. I mean, 
if, if I had to hear Fall for You by Secondhand Serenade one more time when we were leaving that bachelor party, I was going to be in a bad way. Yeah, and there was, I mean, you know, there was some chips on the floor from somebody leaving those. Well, that, uh, that lady left the chips Here's on what the I'll floor. say. You know, the so, Dylan fell asleep in the recliner at a weird angle for like six hours. Here's, you know, it was, here's what I'll say. The wild that, weekend, man. Like I said, uh, the, sleep the oh. gentleman who we mentioned earlier with their names that start with the letters that Bob mentioned. Oh, man, I get One of them um, decided it was necessary to like have a friend come back and then like Uber home and I don't know who this girl is but she can't eat chips like she legitimately kept going like and missing her mouth just straight she, she up. legitimately missed her mouth multiple like times like and she just was, played through it she was in this house for like all she was in this house for all of five yeah. she was in this house for like five five ten minutes and literally like half a bag of chips ended up on the floor like, we were trying Impressive. to be a good person and be like, okay, like, we're not going to leave you anywhere because apparently it was one of our friend's friends. But she came back and just, like, at the end of the weekend, I was sweeping and I was like, who the hell put all of these chips on the ground? She ate more chips in that 10 minutes than anyone in the house did for the, house did for the weekend. But, yeah. You know, hey. Well, the floor ate the majority of them. That was the hardest part of them. Yeah. Thing, but Whatever. How deep are we in this ad? We've got about, we're just under an hour, so we should probably wrap it up. Well, so, well, last questions. I, I will say, I have a, like a good wrap-up question for everyone, Please. if I may. I want to hear what you're all most excited for about wedding weekend. What are you looking forward to? Ooh. Kennedy, please, ladies I'll first. i first. I think I'm most excited. Oh, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> to see you guys get married. Oh, oh don't cry. You're going to make me cry. I'm an emotional gal, okay? <laughs> I can't help it. I think I'm most excited for that. I think you guys are so like ready to jump into like that next phase of life and just be able to celebrate it and you know Thank party you. it up. I'll remember this one. Kennedy and Jake had an iconic wedding. Well, we'll Kennedy, leave it at that. Kennedy may have been the single most iconic bride <laughs> I've ever cool. seen. I've never seen a happier bride. Like, on the wow, I have okay. never seen like, a happier bride. The ba- Kennedy was like kind of inspiration like, in her wedding because like she put on a musical. She, she was literally, so happy. I literally was I like, not. I was thinking to myself, I was like, Kennedy's not really like a wedding. Like, th- like this doesn't seem like it would be her jam. Like, like it, obviously, like getting everybody together. But then, like, all of that changed when the entirety of the dance floor was just circled <laughs> around a blacked out Kennedy, and she was going individually to each of her guests and like doing a dance number with them, Kennedy and then and sending them back up. We yeah. slipped yeah. in beer. And her in her wedding dress, and me in my dress, oh, yeah, and we are thing's on wrecked. the floor, <laughs> and like, slipped in, and that's she's gone. having the best time, like the mm-hmm. best time, yeah. and just like made us all feel so like it was the best it time. Was awesome. We felt so loved, Bainbridge but just so seeing funny. Kennedy that happy, like, yeah. yeah, we got to do a number for this weekend, y'all. We got to come up with <laughs> it was good. Yeah. We'll get it after we're I done. have my most excited. Go ahead. I am most excited um, to see Adam see me walk down the aisle. Because Adam and I are not doing a first look. So the first moment that Adam and I will see each other is the same moment that everyone else sees me. Um, Last I checked in with him, he has no clue what style or he has no idea about anything about my dress. None. He thinks it could go in two totally opposite ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that 
feel I think shooken. we'll both be pretty emotional. Yeah. Like, I think we're going to get some good, genuine emotions from that moment. I have a feeling that Adam's going to cry when he sees you. Yeah. I think I'm going to cry, too. I have a feeling yeah. I'm going to cry. Yeah. I might cry. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I think... At this point. I, yeah. I think that, that for our first look down the aisle is my, my moment. Okay. Um, yeah. I think, honestly, Anna kind of stole mine. I'm really excited... To see what her dress looks like. Because I think for so long, it's like one of those things where it's like the only thing about this wedding that I'm not allowed to know anything about is her dress. So I have a general excitement towards everything. I think the reception's going to be fun. Um, I'm very excited. I know it's kind of a weird thing, but I'm really excited for the music in our mass. I think that's going to be really cool. The organ is like, it's one of those things where it's a huge organ and it's taken care of well, so it sounds awesome so i just think it's going to be really beautiful that way and i don't know i'm just you know every wedding you go to there's surprises and there's like little things here and there and i'm just excited to see what the what, like our wedding surprises will be if it's not the meteor shower already <laughs> the meteor shower that's i'm looking forward to that that's gonna be very it's cool. gonna land. i didn't even realize that was going on thank Rocks you Anna. exploding in space I feel like I shouldn't be the one that goes last, Sean. But I, feel no. like, I mean, you, you threw, you you threw it to me. Right? I didn't. I, yeah, I guess I'll finish it up here. I mean, honestly, I'm so excited for two reasons. Obviously, you know, I don't get to come out here to California a lot, so I get to see a lot of my friends, and I, I consider it all of you my family at this point. Really, I mean, we've been through it all. I mean, like I said, I've known Adam for probably six or seven years, right around the time y'all started dating, which kind of makes me feel like I've been a part of the journey here. I genuinely mean this. I don't get soppy. I don't know a couple that I truly believe in love more between you two. And I mean that. I've had multiple friends get married. I love their... That is true love and romance. But for what y'all been through, like, the obstacle, I fucking mean that. Like, you two are... You give me hope that maybe one day I will find somebody out there blacked out for me, too. So, um, no, I'm, I'm very blessed that I can call you both my friends and that you know, we all obviously all get to celebrate this together. That's what it's more about than anything. No matter what happens this weekend, as long as, you, as, long as I hear I do from two different people... That's all I care about, truly. And that there's a rum and coke waiting for me at the end. Oh, well. <laughs> hey, the joke I keep making is that technically, the way it works in California, Adam and I have already signed the marriage license. So this we podcast have to do is already that. yours. Well, no, it's not official. It's not official because the witnesses and the officiant have to uh -huh. sign it on the day of. So yeah. Adam and I have done our part. We need our mothers and our officiant to sign that piece of paper. And we're good. And we're married. We're ready. You've done your job. Your moms. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have our moms really do it. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be fun. Um, no. I there's so many little details that like I'm excited for everyone to see that I know Anna has worked really, really hard at, and I I think a lot of people are gonna be very blown away at what she's put together. And yeah, as someone who's kind of had the you know the signature power at the end of all of this, and just kind of saying, "Yep, that looks good." Like mm -hmm. I am very excited to see the finished product. Well, we've been doing this for way too long already. This is episode 54. We've had a lot of firsts on this episode. Our first in-person podcast. Who would have thought? First of all, that's amazing in itself. <laughs> yeah. uh, we had our first cry on the podcast. Kennedy, I am so proud that you were first the one and not me. First tears on Breaking Balls? It Who wasn't me or Adam, and I'm so happy. I, yeah. Oh, my God. That's going to be a fun trivia question. I almost cried when they took Cole Custer out of the 41 last <laughs> year, so I'm so glad it was her and not me. Um, you know, I'm glad I could break the ice. I do have to tease this. If you're listening to the podcast this deep, first of all, thank you for listening. I mean, good Lord, you've listened to a, a hell of a story here. But <laughs> Marathon. We are also going to do another in-person podcast, allegedly Sunday night before the honeymoon, maybe, if the wedding goes well, because um, it is also... This is breaking balls, folks. We do do NASCAR. It's Talladega weekend, so... Um, Little race, may have heard of it. You know... 
that Sunday afternoon after the wedding, everyone's families are all around. You know, you're celebrating love and you're celebrating restrictor plate racing. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to show your family how the South does racing. This is great. This is going to be beautiful. Oh. Um, yeah, if you've made it this far, like, comment, subscribe. We have an Instagram, believe it or not, if you're finding this on YouTube. And we're on Spotify. So who knows? Maybe. And Apple Podcasts. Don't, nah, don't just... Yeah, yeah, Apple is and If, if you, you're poor. If you care about the wedding at this point and you want to see pictures... Uh, come to my Instagram yeah. and yeah. not Adam's. Well, wait, hold on, hold on. Go ahead and plug your app one more time. Well, it's going to change. I'll, I'll oh, give it to you now, nice. but you might not be able to find me on Sunday. It is currently at Anna with two N's underscore white, like the color, 26. <laughs> Have you thought about what you're changing your app to? So I'm hoping by some miracle the one that I want opens up, but most likely it will be Anna with two N's underscore O'Shea O S H E A twenty six. Wow, she's got it ready. We're she's just ready. updating the last name. The rebrand is almost complete. In a dream world, it would just be Anna O'Shea. Uh, taken. So we'll see. Yeah, it turns out Ireland beat you to that punch. Ah, uh, so. it's tough. Well, it's listen, tough. gonna be a great oh, yeah, weekend right. here. <laughs> it's gonna be an absolute blast of a weekend. We can't to recap it. We can't wait to recap it Sunday. So, um, if there's nothing else, we'll wrap this up. Add. I know it's Anna's weekend, but this is also your podcast, so you have the last word, my friend. Word.